Gary V audio experience. Pam Kaufman. Pam is president of global consumer products for Viacom CBS Inc., one of the largest entertainment companies in the world. And she is a kick leader, if you haven't already gotten that. Pam has had quite a career, currently overseeing the global multi-billion dollar consumer products organization, covering all brands in the portfolio, including BET, CBS, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, Paramount Pictures, and Showtime. Pam has built some of the most culturally relevant and iconic brands through new content and strategic partnerships. And I'm hoping that they're gonna talk a lot about this guy. Welcome, oh. Pam. Yeah. Amazing, Andrea, great hat. Pam, I love that. You. you are absolutely a killer, like Jim said. It's great to see you. Great to see you, Gary. Um, First of all, what an incredible show. Thanks. I mean, this is amazing. I, I'm getting like right. a master class. I'm seeing people I want to meet, people I know. Malika, I've taught him everything he knows. He didn't <laughs> say that, but I'm just saying, you know, he used to work for me. Um, I'm very aware. He gave I mean, I'm just saying. He this said it while you were prepping. He was giving you plenty of love. You should definitely Okay. All right. I'm just saying, this is what he a He actually show. said, I don't know Thank if you me. heard that. He actually said every single thing that is good about his career is you. Everything bad was some other guy you mentioned. I forgot the name. Oh, I know. Trust me. Um, by the way, before we start our little soiree, I just want to thank you for one thing. Wine, Wine time. Time. Yes, yeah. I knew it. I mean, thank you. And by the way, I also think I need a commission because I must have shared wine text with about 38 people. You know, there's so a referral code. If you text well, help to wine text right now, you can get a, you can rack up referral codes. Get now you tell me. Right. I mean, I got it from Eberton. And one little plug, we did launch on September 8th, Star Trek Day, Klingon Blood Red Wine. So I just Zoom want to say- Put that to the camera, put that to the camera, the label. The other oh. side, other side. Can you see it? Here we go. Now, that is amazing. Good for you. So it's Blood Red Wine. Um, and so there's a Zinfandel, a Cabernet. We'll talk, because we're going to do, I, I want to do an emotional I, deal done. with wine text. Done. So let me, let me ask you this, because I've been zeroing in on different things. You went from- Nickelodeon to the entire Viacom CBS brand ecosystem, uh, which is unbelievably deserved. For the people that are <laughs> listening, because we do have a lot of senior B2B leaders, uh, corporate leaders here, what was, and this is fairly, this was last year, Pam, is that 18 months? Well, yeah, uh, Viacom was in two years ago and then CBS was in the last six months. So. Right, so what was the, you know, obviously you're this, to use Jim's word, killer executive, but what was the biggest learning from the transition of the debt? You know, because don't forget Nickelodeon, for, for everybody's listening, <laughs> Nickelodeon was big enough to Andrea's point, all these incredible iconic IPs. What shifts is it that Nickelodeon is within a pocket, even though TM, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is different to SpongeBob? Is it more voices navigating a bigger? What was the big, you were so prepared for it, but I want, like the real senior people listening right now, maybe getting an insight of what was surprising or interesting or easier than you thought or harder than you thought. Give me the skinny on that. Well, first of all, I mean, here, here's the deal. Nickelodeon, um, one of the best brands, one of the best jobs in the world, uh, really helped prepare me. And I think, so I was prepared because I was fo I've always been focused on launching hits, building brands, uh, building diverse teams, uh, driving revenue growth, all of that in the Nickelodeon pocket. And then all of a sudden, um, it's now worked across Viacom, CBS, which has been incredible. And so 
it's um, it's not that different. You have to understand the consumer. I mean, you know, you've been you said it. The every single person I've been watching, you're talking about consumer obsessed, and so we have been really connecting with the teams to understand the consumer, making sure we understand what the priorities are. Um, and it's not hard when Bob says, you know what, now you've got to work on MTV and South Park and um, that little movie called Top Gun. So <laughs> it was it was, it was um, both an easy and challenging transition, tran uh, transition from kids to obviously um, all family. In that scenario, are you reverse engineering? Are you like, is it kind of like, hey, let me go consumer centric back. So whether it's Top Gun to your point or MTV, it's like, okay, I need to understand what this has and what this needs to open or to execute or to win. Is that how you think about it? Or do you go, like, how do you, what's your process of, of winning that game for your own self? I mean, the same thing is, is it's just really understanding who the fans are and what they want. Because we have to deliver, my job is to deliver product to the super fans. Right. And so if you know who loves what you do, you can deliver what you do to them. And so, um, uh, you know, South Park is a really interesting example. There's so many fans out there. There's a lot of retail that's quite frankly, really challenged, doesn't want to carry South Park. It's really racy. So what do we do? We create our first direct to consumer e-commerce shop. South right. Park, so to South your Park. point, South Park having teeth, which it does, which is very, very, very different than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, leads to a resale environment, your partners, that is trickier. Uh -huh, very nice, nice. By the way, there. thank you, VaynerMedia was a very big part yes, of, thank you. you like that? I'm plugging right I, back. Thank you, I love you. So, um, VaynerMedia so, supported the turtles. So did that, like, what, did that make it easy? Like, when you think about that, this is what excites me about like building big companies. Ooh, let's use South Park to get our DTC muscle up because we have this issue anyway. So it's going to be important for the IP to sell through this, but we might be able to take those learnings and deploy them against other categories. Um, it's more or like was people, it just, it's, it's through the consumer lens. People love South Park. Yes. They want more South Park. Guess what? We're going to create a direct-to-consumer site and sell them more South Park. We, we're um, doing the same thing on MTV. People love MTV. MTV is this beloved brand. MTVshop.com. We launched StarTrek.com. So again, we are trying to go where the consumer is and where the fans are. So that's what it was about launching D2C. And so, um, you know, back to your question, it was really about understanding what the fans are, what was popular, where do we want to go? Um, the thing that surprised me most in this new role, again, leaving Nickelodeon kids for a second, Yellowstone. I mean, Yellowstone's the show that has completely blown up. It finished the year's number one across every single metric. And we thought, well, we got to chase the Yellowstone. And so we launched an incredible line on walmart.com. Thank you, Mark Laurie. Mm. And we did this incredible Yellowstone shop. So, so through the adult lens, it's about going where the consumers are. Talk to me about nostalgia. One of the things that, you know, I believe in the most is that, which is why I've always been intrigued by the stuff that you've been working on. It's always been a big interest of mine. What have you learned or what's an insight or what is something people don't recognize as a deep expert in this, an operator and a successful one? What do people misunderstand about nostalgia or what's the insight? Nostalgia, you know, it's so funny. The trend, couple of the trend, started a couple of years ago when we started seeing obviously um, consumers gravitate 
gravitate towards things that they truly grew up on and loved. And we know right now, 70% of adults, they want to go back to something that they grew up with their child in their childhood. They want to share things with their kids. The second thing we know is during the pandemic, it's only been supercharged. People want to go back to their childhood. They want to go back to things that make them feel comfortable. So the nostalgia trend is here to stay. And, you know, I am the beneficiary and the company is the beneficiary of that. So right now, and that's why we're seeing an explosion. And look at Avatar. Avatar finished the year as Netflix number one show. Mm-hmm. Animated show launched, you know, many years ago on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. finished Netflix year, the number one show. We've got Star Trek, as I mentioned, next year is the 55th anniversary. People, there's six different series. There's all new content coming up. People love Star Trek. Uh, we just bought Garfield. Uh, I was part of the Garfield acquisition Garfield. a couple months ago. I mean, this beloved IP. This is p- things that people want. The Rugrats are coming back. MTV is a global fashion brand. And I'm talking about classic MTV. Um, and I just, you know, I, I joked about the turtles, but guess what? This is a beloved IP that people want to wear in all, in all, um, all expressions of turtles. So it's, it's really kind of an incredible moment and it's being driven by adults. 100%. So, so because I don't want Andrea to be mad at me, let's talk SpongeBob okay. for a few minutes here because the hat yeah, was such a good me. pull. Yeah. What's the 411? What's the update? What's happening in that world? How, how's it going? Uh, well, SpongeBob, so we, we just celebrated the 20th anniversary of SpongeBob. Oh, uh, that, but sorry. I didn't realize how old I actually was. 20 already for SpongeBob? 20 years. I, remember, I actually remember <sighs> where I was. Oh, I, about, I remember where I was the first time they screened the episode. I was sitting in a car. Actually, Pam, room. let me have a little fun here. What was the most right or the most wrong you've been? Because this is what's kind of cool about having the career you've had. You've been able to see yeah. things. Be, you know, we all, I mean, I'll make it comfortable. I was uncomfortably wrong about Patrick Mahomes. Coming out of the draft, I'm like, this guy's going to be too loose. He's, he's, he's going to throw too many picks. He's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. He's likely going to end up being the best quarterback of all time. So unbelievably wrong. So I just wanted to make you feel safe to tell us you're unbelievably wrong. I, I, I feel so safe right now. I feel good. Like See? Man. See? Like we're at the Mercer bar. That's it. That's it. Just me and you. I feel really so, good. It's okay. What, what was the most wrong, but also the most right when you were, when you walked out and said, this is going to slay. And some of your friends or contemporaries were like, maybe, maybe not. Give me those two. I got to hear that. Okay. The uh, most wrong on SpongeBob. Really? Because SpongeBob, we, I remember seeing it going, well, this is really funny, but it's got no play pattern. It's like uh, yellow and uh, who's gonna want SpongeBob? And here we are 20 years later. This is a, obviously a globally beloved oh, brand. Absurd. Every second someone's consuming, consuming SpongeBob content online. I mean, everywhere you go, SpongeBob is being consumed. I mean, we did an unbelievable deal with Kyrie Irving. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. Jim, Nike. Uh, on SpongeBob, <laughs> and uh, so uh, SpongeBob is was I got SpongeBob completely wrong, and SpongeBob you were like, was, "This is going to be gone in six months. This won't make it to episode four. Who's going to watch this? Yep, it's I get like it. It, they live in a pineapple under the sea, and there's all these crazy people. Well, for my own education, was it an instant hit or did it build up? It was an inst- it was um, it was a slow build. It launched in 1999. It was a slow build, but the CP thing really took off about two years later, and it really ha- exploded in the soft lines and the fashion space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we've done unbelievable 
Pharrell, Jeremy Scott, all these incredible fashion collaborations. Okay, and the other um, direction? What and the most there? right is, um, I would say Jojo Siwa. I was so right on Jojo. And so Jojo Siwa uh, met her uh, four years ago. She had just got off Dance Moms. We saw a complete need for the tween and teen audience to have an icon, somebody they believed in. We saw influencers coming up and we met Jojo. She was smart, talented, authentic, and driven and very focused on being, uh, anti-bullying. And so we built her into this incredible brand and she's still going and actually last week was named Time Magazine's 100, one of the 100 most influential people. Good for you. So, Pam, yeah. you, actually a little bit more, um, another place I'm very curious about that I think will bring value to the audience. What's the biggest thing you learned about yourself during COVID? You yourself for yourself. Anything stand out when I ask that kind of question? Something that- I, I, You know, it, honestly, I'd love, to be, I'd love to be different from the other people who spoke. I think the productivity has been insane. Yeah, listen, it's mine too. I mean, listen, everyone's saying it, but it's productivity. It's true. It's, I, I heard Jim say it earlier. It's like people, you're into your homes. This is very democratic. No one's at the head of the table. People got, you know, doorbells ringing. It's very democratic um, and efficient. And I, you know, I run a global organization. There are people who are virtually in every single market around the world. And to be able to show up one morning and be in Milan and in Tokyo, you know, in that afternoon and still kind of be connected to the teams. Oh, I, 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 I my leadership for London and Singapore is like in a totally different universe. Right. I feel like I'm always on for them now versus when I go there for two or three days. Right, right. So that piece has been extraordinary. I mean, look, we still miss the team dinners, the, the store checks we do. All of that will never replace this, but it's been pretty efficient. On that note, hot take back to being wrong or right. How much less travel are you guessing for yourself when we get that post- post hopefully a uh, vaccine, whatever, whatever this yeah. normal we get, what, how much? Like, give me, give me a percentage, give me a story. Do you feel like travel will be down for you? Definitely, I, I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends who, um, who you know, a lot of my colleagues, 50%. We will never fly for the one meeting. I mean, we, of yeah, course we're always gonna go when, well, yeah. when Walmart calls. Walmart needs me in Benville, I'm there. But for the one meeting, you know, the week after we had the, this all happen, we had a huge Paw Patrol movie meeting and it was like 40 people and we were freaking out over the room and the travel expenses and all that kind of stuff. And then this happens and the meeting happens. Well, guess what? Not I mean, only can 40 people attend, 70 people can and attend. And it was better. I yeah, get you it. Have to do with traffic or conference room numbers. Or I think I, I was talking to one CEO and I said to her, I said, you know, she was concerned and she heard some of my thoughts. I said, no, no, think of it this way. For team you're gonna save so much money for the travel and meetings. Right. Take that money, take half that money and do four times a year actual off the grid team building. You'll have a better team and better, you know, like there, there's ways that's to have great. You know what, Gary, that's a really great way to think about it. How do we invest the time back into really meaningful time? I, I love that, I'm gonna take that. I think it's oh, good. I, I, can't, I can't wait to see you in real life. It was great to see you in this version. Yeah, great to see you too. Thanks for Thank having you so me. Much. All right, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Hey, podcast. Joe from Team Gary here. Today's highlighted review is Always Delivering by Gordon Crooked X. Very helpful tactical details and insightful guests, always providing tremendous value. Thanks, Gary V. Appreciate you much. 
keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.